Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, in, in all denim on a hot day are you? <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your producer, Matt Duncan. And yes, I, I just had to do an audition for a, a 70s bartender. And this is the best I could come up with. So full denim. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Interstate 79. Shout out to people who grew up on dial-up computer like me. Um, a weird old reference. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're Gen Z, listen, we, we got references for you too. I'm so sorry. Um, this is a Raptors slash NBA podcast. We're with Raptors Republic. We're hardcore fans, analysts, comedians, Basically, if you're a, a sports slash Raptors nut, you're you're welcome on the pod and you're in the right place. If um, people want to help us out, if they want to like make our podcast massive and a chart on iTunes, I guess, uh, how can they do that, Maddie? Well, if you're watching these segments on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that on Raptors Republic. And if you want to hear the full episode, go to the Rapcast on your favorite podcatcher. I don't care if it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. We don't discriminate here. And sure. uh, you know, if you can if you can rate on those things, do it. If not, just sit back, kick it, listen, have a good time. Wow, Maddie. I like it. You should like unbutton one more of those buttons because that was smooth. Um, yeah, we got a really fun pod today. Uh, uh, incredible guests. Uh, I'll say, uh, as I always do, uh, or you I mean the last little while anyways, um, check out uh, the pickup, a WNBA podcast with me and Catherine. We're, we're always, um, you know, appreciative of support and, you know, Get into women's basketball. It's amazing. And I will also say free Brittany Griner. Um, you know, it's uh, if it's something you're not familiar with, just Google it. Check it out. It's a uh, it's a not a good situation. And um, anything you can do or say is appreciated. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get going here with guest number one. Uh, he's done the podcast. I don't know. I think a healthy amount of times. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's been a little while. But uh, he's incredible. You know him from Raptors HQ. That's a rap podcast. Uh, he also talks ball on CP24 when you need a good Raptors take. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Jay Rosales. Oh, nice. 
Let me give that shirt some more camera time. I want to figure out what's going on. Name everyone in this shirt. Thank you, Dana Smart. I uh, that's your bench mob, man. Okay, I was gonna say it looks like I, I feel like I can I've see. Never seen that one before. There. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, we gotta do some promo for Dana Smart. Dana Smart's outstanding with her drawings. Great Dane, I believe. Great Dane ninety two on Twitter. Anyways, uh, we're not here to promote her. Actually, no, we are. Her yeah, a little great. bit. I don't yeah. know Dana we Smart, got- but I'm, I'm gonna get to know her. And also, let me just quickly shout out. Uh, a friend of friend has started listening to the pod and, and uh, I heard some nice compliments through the grapevine. grapevine. So uh, if your name is Rob and, uh, and you told uh, Adrian that you think this pod is funny, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Uh, and um, yeah, I hope you keep listening. But uh, sick shirt, man. So is that our current bench mob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I mean, I know we'll talk about the the makeup of the team, but mm-hmm. yeah, this we got like I'm trying to look in my camera here. I see, I see Utah. It looks good. Svi is on here. Svi is somehow in here, but whatever. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> listen, Banton's here, and yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I recognize Banton right away. Yeah, um, he kind of sticks out. He kind of sticks yeah, out. He's got a look. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy to support the team, man. Any way, shape, or form, and again. You said I've been on here all the amount, and I'm glad to be here. And it's always a good time, and I'm looking forward to this. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, we got a we got a we got a fun pod coming. Uh, the, this next guest, I mean, I, I've known for uh, well over a decade. A hilarious dude, uh, incredible businessman, just like you know, what one of the one of the coolest, funniest people I know. If you ever check out any Toronto comedy. You know, this guy's has has his hands in it. He has an imprint on it. He's a honestly like a I don't say this lightly, but like a, a living Toronto comedy legend, a living Canadian comedy legend. Uh, and he's also a sports nut. So he's, he's perfect for this pod. It's been way too long. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Gary Rideout Jr. Love that music. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, hopping over dragons or whatever's going on there. Yeah, I think we're, uh, we're, Matt. Matt Not for my sadness, buddy. I told you that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. You know, listen, we're a raps pod, but you know, we were talking before the pod. If you're a Toronto sports team, you know, we we we, we love you. Go Leafs. Right. So sorry for you know the things that have happened to that franchise over the years we got, you know yeah i want to see this guy come over from italy for tfc i'm watching uh you know roland garros watching uh, a little bit of tennis right now anything i'll watch any local sports person if you're oh, yeah. Toronto, I'll, I'll watch it that's i mean just a quick quick diversion here i i i've loved soccer my whole life the loan system and waiting for insignia is i don't fully understand it i went to like a i went to orlando uh, uh, Orlando, I forget what their uh, Orlando FC, maybe. Um, uh, and they we lost in the 90th minute, and like half the crowd was like, oh, "We're not, we're not good enough." Maybe Insignia won't come, and I'm like, "Is that, is that part of the deal? Like, you might not come. What, what's going on? I thought we got this guy. Yeah, yeah, we got this guy. He just has to finish his season over there. Yeah, um, I, I love like classic convoluted soccer. Uh, good times, <laughs> but um, yeah, let's let's start talking Raptors ball. Maddie, uh, I know you're there. I don't have to do the existential dance. Please, sir, give me your your weirdest Raptors sting. The Toronto Raptors are a good team. You fucking donkey. Okay, all right. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Yeah. 
Um, is that, I don't know, one of the people from Snatch? Uh, kitchen, kitchen Nightmares? Yes, yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Uh, kitchen, Gordon yeah. Ramsay. One of the people from Snatch. Nice. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah. If, if, you're, if you're a Gen yeah, Z, you're an old bastards. You call those British people, Freddie? Is that what you were yeah, yeah. trying to say? Yeah. British people, you know, yeah. There's some, listen, uh, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> five minutes Turkish, I was going to say. Is that yeah. lock stock, two smoking barrels? Uh, listen, those, 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 are the, those are the main. No, no, it's, no, it's the guy who's on TV 30% of every day. You know, Kitchen Nightmares is on yes. like every channel. Like, yeah. Or like whatever other, you know, chef shows that guy has. Yeah. Blonde hair, not drive ins and dines. Like, yeah. <laughs> Drive-ins and dines. Listen, dime. Let's hit up a dine. What's it? Okay, listen. I'm 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 messing up my own flow, which isn't really good to begin with. Um, Gary, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I think anyone who's a Raptors fan is pretty familiar with. uh, I don't know. Nonstop trade rumors that favor other teams more than they do us. You know, this one in particular, Gobert is obviously a superstar. I'm not exactly sure of what the rumor was with Portland, um, but uh, they're coming for OG now. They came for Pascal. Uh, there was some Nick Nurse to the Lakers rumors. Obviously, we remember when Masai was for sure gone uh, as a GM. Um, but, you know, I guess I just want to indulge a little bit. It is the summer. So, yeah, do you think there is any logic to clearing a runway for Scotty? Um, you know, like I guess like speeding up the process of making this his team. Like, is that something that makes sense to you? Is that shooting ourselves in the foot? Like, well, what do you make of that, you know, idea, I guess? Uh, look, yeah, I think people are quick to, you know, jump to those kind of conclusions. I think... Um, I think what we're trying to do right now, I I think they need to do that for another year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then if, and then if they see that it doesn't work or, you know, uh, they want to make changes, then, then you look at more drastic moves like that. To me, when people are talking about, Oh, let's, you know, move out OG and, uh, you know, or OG and Gary for this guy or whatever. I'm like, the last thing we need to do is move out two guys for one guy. Like we all, the, our biggest issue is a lack of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause you guys were talking about uh bench mob on Jay shirt. And I was like, what name should we have for them though? Because right now they're not a bench mob. You know what I yeah. mean? They're just like, they're a motley crew of guys. Who yeah. Like, they're they're, they're guys that make up a bench. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we, I mean, I think we lack depth. I think moving out, you know, two of our top five or six guys to get one guy doesn't make sense for us as a team. Um, and I think it's possible, I, you know, I think Scotty's the future, but you know, I, I like what we have. I mm-hmm. think, you know, um, I just don't see value in a move. Like that. I think if you're looking, you know, look, obviously if, if Messiah and Bobby are playing chess in some way and it's two guys out for one incredible guy and a free agent you're bringing in. So it's really a two for two. Yeah. That's a different story. But like based on cap management, I don't see, you know, when, when, you know, when everyone was talking about, you know, Aiden and all this kind of stuff, it's like, that guy wants a ton of money. We're, we're mm-hmm. going to go way over the cap for a guy like that, that I don't think would have a major impact on, 
you know, changing the dynamic of our team. I just, I don't see there being a lot of moves out there that make us better than we are as we are. I think you probably try to improve, you know, at the five a little bit and, and that's, a, and, you know, and, and, and find a better shooter. Um, yeah. You know, and that's about it. Like, well, I don't, I don't see a reason to move any of those guys this year. Um, I guess, you know, though, yeah. though I think, I think considering that concept later makes sense because the cap is what it is, you know, for sure. For sure. No, I, I mean, I, I agree like a thousand percent and let me just kind of ask you like a quick follow-up. Like, I feel like you covered everything, you know, as far as like this year, you know, we kind of like did better than we expected next year. We're still developing. We're still, you know, chemistry, that sort of thing. We don't have, you know, we're not like overflowing with assets. And, you know, I think people are, are trying to game the system too much. If they're thinking about like, well, geez, mad, he doesn't have enough touches. It's like, you know, to your point, we're, we're not even really there yet. And I think that it's, it's a fun idea to imagine having like a perfect runway to a championship where we're like, this team is like a full contender, but you just don't get there by making, you know, I've said this a million times, but like this is kind of Colangelo logic and we, we have Masai. So Masai is about winning Colangelo's, you know, I guess about making noise. And I think that's just, yeah, we're, we're about winning and that's not really you look at how, how you do that. But sorry, let me just ask you, Gary, yeah, if yeah. there was a guy, you know, obviously not Scotty, like, is it OG in, in, you know, in this concept, that's like a year down the line sort of thing. Is it Trent? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it could be Trent. It could be Freddie. Uh, you know, if if this, you know, if this six nine thing is where you want to go, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to keep everyone at a certain point simply based on the need for extensions. Uh, you know, yeah. I wish Gary's deal was three years and not two in a player option because I feel like he'll he'll opt out, and maybe that makes him the guy you have to move if you can't right. sign him. Um, but. You know, our issue, you look at Boston, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the difference between them and us is, is you know, guys th- six through eight, you know, it's not real. For sure. Like, it, I like our, I like our starting five. And when we were healthy, we were winning games. I know the regular season is different than the playoffs, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, look at how we played. I mean, the playoffs are, you know, you line up against the right team. It's the right matchup for you. And, uh you know, you have the, the right guys and, and everybody's healthy. Like, you know, Gary was sick. Uh, Fred was obviously not healthy. It's like, mm-hmm. I just feel like I, I, I'd i be willing to risk keeping, you know, the entire group together. And like I said, trying to find those guys that, I mean, you've seen a few times in Boston, you know, their seventh guy comes off the bench and like, uh, you know, hits like five threes or something. And you're like, totally. you know, or, or, you know, uh, white or whoever it is that they're, they're bringing into the game. You're like, what's going on? Like, we just never had a guy to do that. And, you know, Norm was a guy like that for us before uh, to just change the energy of the game. If you were like in a lull, at least he was like driving and cutting and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought, I thought having young was great for sort of that, like, um, you know, the high pass that, that we used to see from Marcus all like threading the needle to someone cutting. And, and he started doing that with Boucher and it felt like it gave us one other type of offensive play. We didn't have before that combo. And it's like, it, it got really, we were seeing a lot of ISO ball. So like, 
you know, you just need those other guys to, to create a more dynamic offense. And, and we just didn't have it. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think bringing up Boston is a, is a good example. Like, you know, you need the, you need the Grant Williams, you need the Pritchards, you need the whites, you need, you know, whatever, Al Horford, you, like, you know, you need the surrounding guys and our core guys, which I think, you know, just going from Masai and, and, and Nick of, uh, of precious Scotty, uh, Fred, Gary, OG and Pascal, like those six, I think you're, we're rolling with those guys, uh, you know, and until, you know, like you said, until contracts are kind of force us one way or the other, I think that's what's going down and we're worrying about seven to 10. Um, I, could, I could be wrong, but I know I think you're right. I, th- I know just about this, this, this point I'm, I want to make is that I think, you know, like the super team, the super team thing is kind of dead for the generation that got used to doing it. Mm-hmm. Because they're too old to combat the energy and, and enthusiasm and youth of the yes. next generation. Now, in a couple of years, a bunch of those young guys might all team up on a team. And now you have the next generation of super team. But right now, we're seeing teams that are built as teams, playing as teams, yep. you know, with different kind of role players on them, all having more success than a bunch of like last generation's guys trying to go get together and, and beat guys because – I feel like since the 2019 Ra- Raptors, everyone started playing defense hard again, you know, and, for sure. And that energy wears down those guys. So I feel like we're in that transitional phase where like, you know, maybe yeah, in a couple of years when contracts are, are up, you're going to see like, you know, Luca and I don't know, whoever, like all these young guys, like maybe join up and like make some new generation super teams. But like, I feel like right now is a great window to just build a team properly, you know? Yeah, like again, I totally agree. I think you know, well, look at the finals, right? Uh, Ma is playing everyone. Everyone's moving the ball. Obviously, you know, Kerr's nickname is Kumbaya Kerr. He's playing Bielitsa, Wiggins, Pool, uh, <laughs> Looney. It's like crazy. It's like it's like the 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 G State. Even you know, I think you, if you follow them, uh, it's like they started with this kind of like holistic. Everyone's equal approach went to the super team and then now they're kind of going back. So I, I totally agree. Um, okay. Jay, what's, uh, yeah. What, what's your take on just, you know, beyond being annoyed by like rumors or whatever, like, do we need to clear, is there any logic to clearing a runway for Scotty? And you know, if, yeah, if you, you know, gun to your head sort of thing, like you had to think about moving one of these six guys or five guys, I guess, cause not Scotty, you know, who is it? Yeah, no, and, and the point about, and I agree with everything you guys have mentioned, and I am going to bring up Boston and Golden State again, but with, with OG and the rumors, I think this is the, the, the unofficial kickoff to offseason for us. Like, this is what yeah. we're going to get used to hearing over the next couple of months leading up to and just after the draft, uh, sorry, after the uh, free agency opens on, on July 1st, is that we're going to hear a lot of these rumors. And, and the key words in this recent article about OG's discontent is that he's not actually ever really expressed discontent with the franchise and that the wording around his availability is more so coming from rival front offices as opposed to the Toronto Raptors themselves. So this is the kind of thing you're going to hear a lot of, and we just get used to it. Right. And I guess be prepared to poke holes in some of the things that you see as it pertains to Scotty Barnes in this runway. I can't help but think about the Golden State Warriors and the way that they're constructed. Think of Draymond Green's role on that team, right? He is an enabler. He enables Curry and Clay and Poole and Wiggins and all of them to do their thing. 
because he's their glue guy. Mm-hmm. That is the role I foresee for Scotty Barnes, and that's the role that he can play. Um, and with the surrounding cast around them, with OG knocking down from three and Pascal doing his thing in the lane and Fred hitting outside shots, that's how these are all going to work. So while there is a some sentiment that there is some um, duplicity here with Scotty and OG and Pascal and Vision 6-9, I don't necessarily think that that means that we got to get rid of one of them. And, and I guess in this case, it would be OG and, and free up space for, for Scotty to do his thing. I think that they can all coexist in a way that will work, right? And bringing up Boston as an example, they have a couple of times in this specific iteration made it to the conference finals and not gotten over the hump. There have been rumors about Marcus Smart winding out or being traded there have been rumors about Jalen Brown being on the trading block this is what you've got to endure and what Boston has endured is okay we've gotten past all this we've gotten past the rumor stage we are sticking to this core and now look at what it's gotten them right it's gotten them to the NBA finals and that's where Toronto is right now you stick with this core of six build or add some extra pieces here and there and you're sitting gold right and I think that's the biggest thing that we've seen today and you reference it already that this was a rebuilding year, but one in which the Raptors overachieved. And why? It's because they finally got to play in Toronto. It's because they finally got to generate some kind of chemistry. And then another year of this, I mean, you've already seen Scotty Barnes' off-season workout videos. I hate those things, but at the same time, I, <laughs> I love it when it has to do with the Raptors because then I'm a total, a total hypocrite with it. So you're going to see this this team continue to gel and, you know, we'll – you know, I agree with Gary. Like, there's not really a ton that you can really do here. The cap is what it is. Just let this thing ride out, man. It's it, this is what it should be. Yeah, I mean, great points. And obviously, the uh, the the videos from the off season are always funny because it's like an NBA star shooting over a guy like me. And <laughs> if people are like, "Whoa, this is crazy," and it's like, "No, he could like, yeah." But I mean, it's still nice to see. And, 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 and like you said, it's, it's all we have. Right. So I think that that's kind of what summer basketball talk is. You know, we got to get excited about the, the draft and then summer league and then preseason. It's all kind of like a build up to the real thing. Even the regular season versus the playoffs is, uh, you know, obviously a substantial difference. But, you know, I want to touch on your kind of like duplicity point. And I think that's a great example of of why, you know, I I wanted to bring this question up is because there's always this idea that that redundancy or yeah, duplicity or whatever, or or the same qualities in a team is inherently bad as opposed to being like a stylistic advantage, which is just silly to me. I mean, and and I I, I can't help but think, you know, I I feel like I've said some version of this before, but as Toronto fans, we should really be familiar with this idea of giving a young guy too much responsibility too quick, you know, with, with Vince, with Bosch. And, you know, I, I, I don't want Barnes to have too much on his shoulders right away. I don't want him to, you know, want to go to Miami or LA when he's up for, you know, like when he can take off, like I, I want him to be, you know, kind of like in a, a Kawhi style situation where, He's mentored by great players and is able to integrate himself, you know, to the point where if he gets injured, let's make sure we believe him so he doesn't get discontent like Kawhi. But, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's kind of what I hope for. I feel like we're, we're the type of franchise to do it. I think that's what Masai is going for. Um, yeah, and, and, and agreed on all accounts. I think we're all on the same page. And, 
you know, this, this is Raptors news, right? I had to bring it up. But, um, Matty, I want you to come in here because, uh, again, this is the summer, so we're, we're kind of just getting silly. Uh, and, and, Jay, I'm going to stick with you. Let's, uh, let's have you answer this first. But, um, yeah, if you're, you know, theoretically put in charge of a full Raptors rebrand, like, what's our team name? And what, what are our colors? Like, what's, what's the new vibe for the franchise? Uh, which, you know, doesn't need a whatever. We don't need to do it, but we're going to do it. So, so what is it? Oh, it, it's quite unfortunate that you started with me. Actually, no, it's a good thing you're starting with me because I have the most ridiculous idea. And first of all, the color should stay the same, right? Let's stick with the black and gold. They look very nice. But for the name, what's the most common phrase you've heard about the Raptors since we won the championship? Never underestimate the heart of a champion, right? What's the acronym for that? N-U-T-H-A-C. That's right. I'm calling us the Toronto Nuthacks. And I think that it's a name that rolls off the tongue. You can a lot of, have a lot of nut-related jokes in there. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. We stick with the black and gold, like, or maybe some sort of brownish color for the nuts. But yeah, let's, let's, let's go with the Nuthacks. The Toronto Nuthacks, nut hacks yeah, is man. Your, is your new NBA champions of 2024. Sick, yeah. We got like you know whatever mascots, like a I guess a Nutcracker or something like. The 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 possibilities are endless. Um, <laughs> yeah, they actually are. I can't think of anything, but, but yeah, the the Nut Hacks is great. Um, I wasn't sure. Where, I'm glad you pulled that back into an acronym because I'm like that's a long name, man. Um, but uh, okay, Gary, what uh, what's up? What's uh, what's your rebrand? What's our like you know team colors, whatever? Yeah, I'm thinking like so. I'm thinking we go with like. Um, you know, parking cone orange and we're called, we're just called the Toronto road construction. And, uh, there's just like, it's the outline is just like, uh, like an Italian guy just holding a stop sign. Sure. Logo. You can't go down that road right now. You know, or like the Toronto condos, I thought maybe, you know, just like, <laughs> that's good. It's still that cool skyline, but it's just, you know, mostly focused on the fact that, everyone's spending $500,000 to live in a closet, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. No, um, that gets people jacked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also love pine cone orange. Uh, yeah. Uh, pine cone. Yeah. Parking uh, cone orange for sure. You know, just, just like, as a start. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the, uh, it's just, you can't, you know, I mean, we spent two years indoors and now you go sit in your car and you're like, Oh, everybody's back and you can't get anywhere. I know. Yeah. yeah. Try driving anywhere east, west in the city. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, I'm in L.A., but the summer's only two months. Um, Okay, uh, Maddie, what's up? What's your what's your rebrand? What's your team colors? Where where are you coming with this? I mean, you're you're rocking all denim. Is that like a (laughs) is that that a part of what's going down? No, not at all. I was uh, (laughs) okay. Trying to set you up. Volley spike. <laughs> yeah, volley spike for sure. That's how I like to improvise. Uh, no, what I was thinking of doing was going back to the old days of Toronto and when the city was referred to as Hogtown. Okay, and, all right. Uh, we'll, you know, go back and we'll call it the Hogtown Squealers. And, you sure, know, that's not weird. That's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing yeah. that I would like to have is that. Okay. Yeah, like the, the, uh, the mascot, his name is Mayor Pig. And sure. depending on who the mayor of Toronto is at the time, we kind of get like the head of it is like King Cake Baby. So it's like a big ceramic weird thing, you know, of John Tory right now. And he's got a little mm-hmm. pig nose, whatever. We don't have to do the pig nose. We'll talk about it. But um, 
yeah, it'll always be an ode to the mayor pig will always be whoever's mayor in the office. And uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of squealing. Fans are going to be squealing now, you know, especially when free throws from the other team are going. There's going to be like a lot of pig squealing and stuff. Yeah, a lot you of know? pig squealing. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Go, yeah, yeah, just really want to bring pigs back into Toronto. I don't know. If, sure. You know, they, they built this city pigs. So I just want to uh, give for you know, sure. <laughs> give yeah. their due. Um, yeah. yeah. Like the drinks are deliverance to your seat. I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we got, um, what's, uh, what, what's the, uh, what's the sandwich? Like our, our, our type of bacon. I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah, right. yeah, Female yeah, like, bacon, you know, back like, bacon. Back bacon. That, that's our sandwich. You got, you know, back in the day, like Liberty village used to smell like, um, I don't know, pigs being slaughtered. Maybe, the maybe like slaughterhouse down there. Yeah. yeah. We could waft that in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, okay. So I went the direction of like, if we're, if we're rebranding, we just got to pick like a, a new movie uh, that's, that's out and basically just trying to rip that off as hard as we can. Uh, sort of taught. I'm there, sort of already, taught. there already is the Dallas Mavericks, so don't go there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shit. Um, okay, yeah. I can't do that. Um, Okay, uh, I, well, I was sort of thinking like <laughs> I, I haven't even seen it, which is crazy because I, I love the originals. But um, uh, I was going the way of uh, Matrix Resurrections. Okay, and you know I feel like Keanu's got like a you know there's a Toronto connection there. Like he could just basically you can name all the sections like that crazy video where he's just like throwing out Toronto references. Um, yeah. You know, we used to have a Sprite Zone, so maybe it's like, okay, Gladstone Library, Max Milk, you know what I mean? Like, you just have... Wait, like, wait, are you saying the Toronto Matrix or the Toronto Resurrections? I think I'm saying the Toronto Matrix. Like, let's just oh, try yeah. see if we can catch the whole franchise. <laughs> wow. A ones um, and zeros jersey? Yeah. Ex- oh, my God. That's way cooler than... I was just going to say trench coats, but <laughs> your, your, yours is way better. Ones and zeros. Yeah, cool. okay. I, don't even, I didn't even go down the, like, understanding the Matrix yeah. part of it. But um, yeah, uh, trench coats it sucks compared to uh, <laughs> ones and zeros. And the other one was um, just like straight up the Toronto Spider-Mans. Uh, I think it would be fun to be the only team where like everyone's in a mask. Um, that that's it for that. Uh, <laughs> they're all dressed like Spider-Man. They're all dressed like Spider-Man. <laughs> they're all you know, doing the point at each other. Exactly. <laughs> it's the Vision Six intro. Nine thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you could, you're, you're sure they have numbers like for the refs, but for everyone else, it's sort of just like super confusing. Yeah, we don't care. You're yeah, all- we don't care. Uh, are they safe? Honestly, who knows? Um, <laughs> okay, uh, this is. I think this is good. This is what I wanted out of this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Maddie, good sir. Uh, if you would, please give us some, I mean, you found a website. That's what we know so far. That's where these stings are coming from. So please give us uh, your weirdest NBA sting. I'll be back right after I hear some stuff about the National Basketball Association. Okay. Wow. Arnold whispering. I forgot one. 
Was that, that felt like a bunch of clips mashed together? Like, I don't think he said those things. No, no. I think, like, Matt has found some kind of, like, one celebrity one word at a time website. That's all I can think. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like you take one word at a time. The levels are just going all over the place. Yeah, just an Arnie uh, speak and spell. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is speak and spell i'm gonna google that after i bet you matt that's maddie d my maddie d our maddie d has uh, found a, a speak and spell website um <laughs> cheers to you maddie d thank you very much um okay let's uh let's go uh let's go through gary um i think there's like you know it's natural in sports to have a lot of conjecture and sort of like replay the moment uh i'll i'll say right off the bat i feel like I was pretty comfortable with the Jimmy shot. Um, you know, people are going to say, you know, he's not good with the three that it was a sort of, sort of a foregone conclusion that he could score on Al Horford because Al Horford was backpedaling, which, you know, I, I, I guess I sort of see, but not fully. Um, you know, there's, there's time on the clock, I guess, but uh, he was rolling. He was absolutely rolling. And I think, you know, Jimmy kind of went with it, missed the shot would have been a legendary make, I think Boston obviously still would have had time to, to win the game, but um, whatever. He took the shot, he missed it, and uh, Celtics are going to the finals. Uh, it was an epic comeback that, you know, didn't didn't quite happen. So, uh, you know, first, just kind of give me your take on that. Then tell me, um, you know, give give me another moment in this playoffs that like sort of like a what if moment. I, I didn't like the shot. Um... I mean, if it goes in, obviously it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it was a hero move or attempt. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I feel like he could have blown by there and laid that in pretty easily. Um, and then, you know, I mean, it's it's so funny because you see the Internet immediately show clips of the, the Raptors series uh, where they yeah. tie. And then, you know, we come back and score and you're like, well, did that play into his head that he's like, no, nah, I want to be up one because, you know, up one or tied, you, you, you know, Either way, they're getting the ball back, and anything they put in wins the game. You know what I mean? Unless yep. they foul and go one or two. Otherwise, that's you know, a key point, by the way. I think. Sorry. Yeah, they're they're still getting possession with time left, and you know what I mean. It to me, the math dictates that that you go, you go for the layup there. But whatever. Um, that's fair. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, he's a great player. He was playing out of his mind both games, and he wasn't getting much from anybody else. Uh, you know. I think Kyle was obviously hurt. I felt bad about how he played. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. And the other big moment I would say is, you know, uh, for me was, you know, imagine Scotty didn't get his foot stepped on. Imagine the Raptors were healthy. You know, I, I wish mm-hmm. we just had a straight up healthy series. Uh, Fred, Fred was feeling better. Gary was feeling better. Uh, I just wanted to see, you know, the best version of our team from the regular season in that series straight up. Cause I think, you know, we could have taken that series. Yeah, I I do think that, you know, especially with the way we won those, you know, what was it, games uh, four and five, there was like this sort of kind of momentum going our way and you saw Philly start to shake. Um, and, I mean, I was, and Yeah, yeah I, was at, I was at game three and we never should have lost that game. It was crazy. I, I was also at that game. I was I was shocked that we that we lost like that. You know, that MB three was insane. Um, yeah. But, yeah, well, uh, I mean, yeah, you want to talk about a, a big moment that you could have, like, done anything differently for, you mm-hmm. know, like... Not put Fred on him? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just, yeah. I mean, just make it harder to even inbound at all. Like, I, you know, it was, it was, I mean, you know, it got talked about at the time, so we don't, don't need to relive mm-hmm. it. But I felt like, yeah, I just feel like I would have liked to have the healthy version of our team to know what we really have. Cause I think we underrepresented ourselves a little bit in the playoffs. I think so. Yeah. And you know, that goes back to like the, I think the beginning of the pod and sort of having this, this core of guys that we really like that are, you know, they're just not the depth isn't quite there. And I think that sort of was difficult in the regular season in a bunch of ways, you know, missing Pascal. So Fred had to overcompensate. And then, you know, it almost seems like Fred and, and Pascal in some ways were like ships passing in the night. Like they had their best parts of the season, like not at the same time, but um, yeah, Jay, what's your, what's your take on the Jimmy shot and what's your, what if? Well, I got to change my what if, cause I was going to talk about what you guys don't want to talk about, which is the Embiid shot. So I'll just <laughs> stall by talking about the Jimmy shot. <laughs> talk, and, about uh, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. And, and talk about, well, no, with, with the Jimmy shot, I actually, uh, I'm, I was totally on board with it. I thought that it was the right choice. The problem with this, the the heat during that game throughout, actually, especially in the fourth quarter, up until those final two minutes, was the half-court offense. It was totally stalled by Boston's excellent defense. It was the case for most of the game. So I see the thinking there with Jimmy in terms of like, well, he had hit a, a pull-up three earlier in the game. Mind you, that's not after he's had 47 minutes worth of work on his legs, but it's uh, they seem to be getting more done when it wasn't in a half court offense. So again, I see the thinking behind it and I guess hand in hand with his legs probably being tired is that maybe he felt like he couldn't get in and around and over Al Horford. But then again, why would you take a shot then? Right. Then your legs not in that one. Regardless, I'm of the camp that I think that it was, it was the right shot um, and the right uh, choice to make given their half court offense and their struggles. Um, in terms of a what if, yeah, I, I am going to go back to that and shot over the Raptors. And I think that, if, if I would have changed anything, it would have been everything that Fred Van Vliet was on that. First, it was covering the inbounder. So that's definitely not a taco fall situation. Uh, and then having him go to under the basket, which, again, a taco fall would be more interesting, not the shortest guy in the entire roster. So the way he, in which he was utilized was was under confusion. And obviously it was it, uh, it ultimately led to the demise of their season. Like the, the Raptors win that game. And again, you don't know what's going to happen after that, but I would thoroughly believe that they'd be up 3-2 in the series instead of down 3-2 in a pivotal game six. But who knows, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's that's kind of where my mind goes. I don't know what if. It obviously has to stick with the Raptors because um, I'm of the mind that you know matchups matter and the Raptors probably could have won a first-round matchup against several other first-round opponents if it weren't for the Celt- uh, Sorry, if it weren't for the Sixers. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to say on that point too, is like, I don't, I don't think anybody in the East really dominated, you know, like the way I thought Miami was going to dominate Boston and you know, they didn't. So, you know, I mean, it's, I saw the tweet about Boston being also like, you know, the worst team in the league at like December 30th mm-hmm. or something. And then like, you know, we're on, they, they were like out of the playoffs more than halfway, like halfway yeah. through, this is crazy. So, you know, the, I, I guess I would say, I guess they were dominant in the, in the back half, but like these teams that we like Milwaukee didn't look amazing. Uh, Miami didn't look, you know, amazing. They, they both have more depth than we do right now, but you know, we, uh, we know how Nick coaches, he's going to rely on those guys pretty heavily. I just would have liked to see a little bit more of them. I wasn't expecting much past the first round, but I thought we could have won that first round series. 
I, I think so too. Um, and, and my moment was actually, I'm sort of like trapped between two injuries. One is, you know, what if uh, the, you know, Embiid celebration, uh, celebration slash Pascal elbow doesn't happen in such quick succession and a healthy Embiid or healthy ish Embiid gets to start the Miami Philly series. You know, that's, that's sort of a, what if I think, I think, Based on what I've seen from Miami, I probably still pick Miami there. But the other one is, um, you know, Middleton gets injured in the uh, the Bulls series, and the Boston Bucks series goes to seven. And Middleton, you know, I think is pretty clearly their second best player. Maybe some people would argue it's Drew, but uh, you know, Middleton is like they're also the kind of their closer, their shot maker. That that's what he was the whole championship run. But I, you know, I think to Gary's point as well. Uh, that you know, there's there hasn't been a super dominant team uh, in the East. Like these series have all kind of went long, and either, so I think I think those little margins have really mattered. But um, yeah, so so I think those injuries are probably my what ifs. But also, people get injured in the playoffs, so that's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a like you know not a specific moment per se because it, also you know Boston Miami those teams are, are banged up as well right so but um, okay let's stick with you Gary just for this uh, this last one here but you know you're kind of alluding to it uh, so I assume Boston but Boston Golden State Finals like do do these teams being in the finals surprise you and what's your uh, what's your prediction um. Yeah, I guess it's not. I mean, I thought Miami was going to be there, or like I, I probably would have put the Bucks or Miami ahead of Boston in terms mm-hmm. of coming out of the East. Yeah, me too. And uh, you know, I'm not entirely surprised by Golden State. Um, you know, their their path was, you know, they you know they had a pretty, uh, you know, it played into their favor a little bit. Uh, their their path to get there. I yeah. I guess I want Golden State to win. Uh, um, yeah, everyone's just like, I guess I hate Boston still, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I just, well, and also they feel more like, you know, in terms of team construction and building the team internally and all that kind of, that's the stuff we're doing. And they're maybe mm-hmm. just like a year or two ahead of us in terms of that. And so I'm, I'm glad to see that that can work, but also fuck those guys. So yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's like, that. You can, no, you can't, you, can. out, right? but, you, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so like you know, at least at least Golden State winning, it's like yeah, man. There you know, there's Hall of Famers on that team, and you know, I'm hoping they can shoot the lights out. But I don't know, like Boston's, both teams actually had great defense this year, so I think they're the top two defenses. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I'm gonna pick Golden State, but I you know who knows. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm with you like exactly. Uh, I, I think uh, you know Boston. Obviously, I, I rag on them like all, all the time, but you know, credit where it's due. I'm happy for Al Horford. Uh, the the team's fairly, you know, it's a group of pretty likable likable guys. Uh, it's a likable brand of basketball. Um, and and Golden State, like I'm not sure if you were alluding to this, but I think Phoenix going down the way they did sort of altered the chemistry. Like I, I remember, you know, when it was Dallas Golden State sort of hearing people being like, "Oh, who's gonna win that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like Golden State in five. Like six, maybe if something goes bad, but like that's, it's not the same. Like I I know Phoenix had that incredible Goliath record, but 
yeah, after you know Phoenix and Mem- and Memphis went down, I was kind of like, there's no one really left in the playoffs that I think can contend with Golden State, and they've done that perfect dance of sort of keeping everyone healthy enough. Clay keeps getting better. They have the emergence of uh, you know role players and. Yeah, and a guy like Wiggins is like at his best, and I just—I mean, I—I I, I joked uh, on Twitter, uh, "Golden State in three, but I—I uh, <laughs> I, I do think that, I mean, I, I might even call a sweep here, and and maybe that's just because I have to root against Boston, and I'm just so <laughs> insanely biased. But I really do think that, you know, yeah, I mean, they're incredible defenses, and we'll we'll see, like. Uh, I, I could be wrong here and maybe it's a tight series, but uh, I will be shocked if Golden State loses this. Um, yeah, and, we've, seen, uh, we've seen when Golden State shooting is a little bit cold and that can happen, like, but not for a whole series, I don't think. So, no, and I think Golden State, they have counters too, right? Like, well, you know, I was talking about this on uh, recently, like uh, maybe it's last episode or the one before, but they're not just shooting the three. Like, they can hit the two and they, they can just – they they just have a really comprehensive kind of like system going down and yeah, they can, they can light you up from three, but they can also just like kind of like slow the game. They can just do so many things. But um, again, I, I've really been down on Boston nonstop. So it, maybe this is just a situation where I, I can't see straight, but uh, Jay, wh- what's your take on, on this? Do you think, um, do you think, you know, are you either team surprise you? Uh, and um, what, what, who do you think is going to win the series? Uh, I'm going to shout out my own pod here. Uh, all three of us on the pod all predicted Boston to make the finals. Um, nice. So, so we we all saw a lot of faith. We had a faith, I guess, in their in their defense, and it's yeah. just kind of shown up uh, at very important times. So, Boston making the finals. I had Boston over Phoenix, so obviously I was off there. Um, but okay, I think that so. Boston is actually not the surprise for me. I, I didn't even have Golden State making it to the conference finals. Um, wow. So so I guess Golden State, by that metric, is my surprise team. Having said that, I think that where I agree with you guys in terms of like Golden State has this incredible firepower. But for me, defense wins championships. And I'm going to stick to my, my prediction before the playoffs that Boston's number one defense will win out. Um, I know that. Wow. I I, I've lost a bit of faith in my, my, I think my original pick was like Boston in six over Phoenix, but I, I'm, I think I'm going to go seven here only because it's like, man, they almost choked it against Miami, mm-hmm. right? They really almost did like losing game six at home and almost choking away game seven. It, it gives me a bit of a hesitation here to continue sticking with Boston as the winner. Uh, so I will very hesitantly say I'll stick to Boston winning, but I will say this. I'm totally rooting for Golden State. I love what they've got going. It also helps the Raptors in an in inadvertent way as like the the only team to uh sorry, sorry to the team that stopped them from the three-peat. And mm-hmm. you know, when they're fully healthy, like only the Raptors can beat them. Like that's everything about Golden State winning helps the Raptors agenda, is what I'm trying to get at. So uh give me Golden State to win as who I'm rooting for, but in terms of uh, you know statistically if i had to you know put money on it i i'd I'd put on the celtics i love it this is good podcasting um gary i feel like you got something well it was so funny because it makes me want to go back to the question about like another big thing that happened in the playoffs you know um 
or, or like a big moment that had an impact. And I'm like, I want to go all the way back to the bubble and be like, yo, I wish we beat Boston that series. I know uh, because oh, I man. think we would have been a different team. You know what I mean? Like yes. matchups, yeah. matchups matter, man. Like, yeah. like again, I, I look at your hat and I say, if the Leafs faced any other team, they're, they're in the Stanley cup finals facing the Tampa Bay lightning. And that's your Stanley cup finals. Right. I think about the Raptors, right? You, you face any team other than the Celtics you're you're possibly a finals team right so yeah. it's it is it is what it is and mm-hmm. norm made the exact same move on that breakaway and marcus smart blocked him but i'm not bitter who, who's bitter who's still dwelling on this? <laughs> yeah who's bitter very specific reference but who cares you know <laughs> kyle kyle foul trouble in the in the bubble who cares right who remembers yeah. right no worries yeah no one, um, no one's keeping check. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I wish uh, Nurse played Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, and Boucher. You know where? No worries. Um, We're not dwelling on this. Yeah, no, uh, uh, I kid. He, he, he rightfully so did not play our Rondé Hollis, Jefferson. But um, guys, that that's the pod. Uh, thank you both so much. Um, appreciate you guys. This was a fun one. Uh, let me go to you first, Jay. Um, you know, uh, Raptors HQ. That's a rap pod. Um, what's up? What do you want to promote? Uh, I guess right now we're in the phase uh, in Raptors HQ of doing the season reviews still. Uh, we got player reviews going, and I'm working on one for Precious Achua. I've been sitting on it for weeks, unfortunately. Sorry, Josh. Uh, but, yeah, it's going up at some point in the next couple of days, so look out for that. And, yeah, we, we podcast. Uh, that's Rap Pod every Friday. usually comes out Friday afternoon, Saturday morning-ish. So look out for that. Otherwise, that's it then. Thanks for having me on again. Dude, thanks for time. being on, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Gary, what's up? I mean, you always got a lot going on. Hit, hit us, hit us up. Tell, tell us, tell us what where we need to be. Uh, we have um, Chris Red from Saturday Night Live at Comedy Bar Bloor uh, all weekend this weekend, so you can uh, check Amazing. that out. Um, from uh, I think he's there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I think prepping for a special. So you're going to see cool. all, new, all new material for that. Um, and uh, yeah, we're running second city shows at comedy bar on the Danforth uh, so until we get their theater built. They're, they're hanging with us so you can check shows out there as well. So it's all at comedybar.ca. That's it. Hell yeah. Comedybar.ca. Um, you're both legends and uh, thank you guys for doing the pod. And yeah, let me just uh, shout out everyone who's been supporting and listening and liking and subscribing and everything. Um, we're, we're really appreciative and digging this bigger platform on Raptors Republic. So thank you very much. And um, Maddie, if you feel like we're done, we're good to go. Please just give me those words. I love so much. Okay. okay. Listen to the Confederacy of Dunks exclusively on the Rapcast. Thank you.